Welcome back to Soul and Soul. This is Sangmin. And I'm Jessie. Why do I always say this is like I don't, the... I don't know, right? I'm, I'm like, you did that on the last one. I was like, you know, we, you, I am, never mind. Anyway, hi guys. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, so today's episode is another current events episode yeah life cat comes at you fast sometimes i don't think that i mean i originally we had intended to record an episode about either food or colorism so watch out for those in the future um but you know white supremacy waits for no one and (laughs) and you know white men just shoot up everywhere like i I, you know like just like everywhere what i don't like god it's like a pandemic go home go home yeah yeah like go home all right so i guess i am in charge of the recap of what happened so if you've been living under a rock um a very a very racist rock that would be but if you have man (laughs) like okay um you might not have heard that some white dude and like you know it's important to know his name, but is it that important to know his name? Because, you know, they're the same white dude shooting up everything all over, every time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, it's it's important to know his name so, like, we can get victims justice. But it's also, like, white supremacy shot up those massage parlors. Like, you know, yeah. like, um, not one particular white agent but white supremacy so yeah um so a white man comes into three parlors which are actually not as close as i originally thought before we started recording um so three massage parlors and he kills eight people um two of which are white and six of which are asian i think four korean if i'm not mistaken uh let me just go back to the list um one two three people definitely are i'm not sure about i i saw i saw something in an article that said four okay so then she's korean okay yeah so four and then you know i don't know there's also there's also um the latino man who's involved as well um and so there there's like and by involved, I mean literally just there, walking by, minding his own fucking business, you know? Yeah. So not really involved at all, but unfortunately involved. Um, and, you know, I, there's there's lots to say about why this happened, um, how this happened. But those are like the, basically the nuts and bolts of it. Mm-hmm. Um and I just can't imagine losing my family member in something so senseless and stupid. Um, because I, I, my heart really goes out to all of these families because there's no reason behind it. You know, there's no rhyme, no reason. Just like senseless violence brought on by white supremacy. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel, I guess? You know, how are you coping with this right now? Uh, I don't think I'm coping at all. I'm just like, 
I don't know, try to separate myself from the news and all. And like, I just constantly stop thinking about the event because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of me just like, you know, it's, it's really sad. So, Mm. I mean, there's, yeah, I'm, I might need a little more time to really give a thought, but also I don't want to because it's, it hurts. Yeah. I, I, before we start recording, I told Pac, I was like, it's really hard to be academic or even like podcasty about something that is so traumatic and close to your heart. Like there's a reason why I didn't want to cover Rodney King or things like that. So I, I, I very much appreciate you having this conversation with me and having this conversation in front of other people who might be listening because I know from personal experience how hard it is to actually have these conversations when you're so raw from it just happening. Mm -hmm. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So where should we even start? (laughs) Oh my god. Well, if you haven't already listened to our episode on anti-blackness, I highly recommend you pause and go back. Oftentimes our episodes aren't done in sequence and this one really isn't, you know, wasn't a planned episode, but I really think that that episode would help you guys kind of better contextualize the conversation that we're going to have about um, what happened, right? So, you know, if you haven't listened to it, pause, go back. If you have, welcome back. We're you know, we're talking more about white supremacy and anti-blackness, but, you know, how it affects Asian people in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should start with, like, what do you think are, like, racist tropes or stereotypes that are particularly addressed towards, like, Asian people and maybe even, if necessary, Korean people? Um, the, obviously this happened at massage parlors and Asians, I mean, I guess not everyone, but when you mention massage parlor, you don't think of like just getting a nice massage on your shoulder or anything like that. I feel like, you know, the media and all the stereotypes kind of play into that idea of these massage parlors being just a place for sexual favors. Mm. Um, It probably was true. um, But still, it doesn't justify what he did, obviously. Um, Yeah, I don't know. How are you going to bring up your sexual addiction and be like, hey, they denied me, so I'm going to kill them. And then drive another 30 minutes. Go to another massage parlor. Kill more people. Like, I, I don't even know. Yeah, like, that drive in, in itself, like, to me, it's like, you know, the things where they're, like, sex addiction, where they're, like, he was having a bad day, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, how do you murder someone, take a 30-minute break, and continue to murder someone, and we're going to blame it on a sex addiction, or we're going to blame it on having a bad day? That is the very definition of premeditation. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like the like, all right, maybe the first one we can give you like crime of passion, but obviously fuck that terminology and fuck the idea behind it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I really feel like a crime of passion was that that whole thing was just meant so that like dudes would have a defense when they flipped the fuck out on their wives and murdered them in a domestic violence situation. But I yeah. I digress. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's another another podcast. But I really it really bugs me the idea that he like that we're even like there's the media is even entertaining the idea that this is anything but a hate crime. You know, like, and that it is a hate crime that is probably directed towards sex workers. And, like, we need to contend with, like, both of these things at once. Like, like, it obviously does not matter if they were doing sex work or not, or it should not matter to anyone Mm -hmm. about, like, any kind of empathy or any ability to humanize these people. Like, it should not matter whether they were involved with sex work as a client or a patron right like Mm -hmm, that goes without mm -hmm. saying but it also really bugs me like what you're just saying like that the assumption automatically is because of the hypersexualization of asian women that it was sex work yeah right like that it could not be like some form of healing which you know all of western society has stolen from asian people right like all of the little cool things that white women like to do for their self-care is culturally appropriated for asian people right (laughs) they're yoga they're fucking crystals they're like liking massages and things like that like all of that is fucking appropriated anyway (laughs) i I just it really it really bugs me that the assumption is being made about what they were doing but also like even if that is what they're doing why does it matter yeah, exactly. Why does it matter? Um, like it's yeah, it matters. I like I have seen people bring it up in that like it matters that we acknowledge that they were most likely sex workers and therefore even bigger targets, right? And mm-hmm. ostracized from like mainstream society, in particular mainstream Asian society, mm-hmm. right? Like so that does matter. But I've also seen people bringing up almost like to detract from the fact that these women died i'm yeah. like bro like i i give zero fucks what you do for a living mm. like you know like zero like you were murdered because of your race i don't yeah. care what you were doing while you were murdered either yeah i mean this is i guess this is unpopular opinion but i do believe in legalization of sex work because of cases like this if you're in a vulnerable situation where everything is illegal you know yeah if you're in the court it can get blurry or some the other person can just argue against you just to get out of it or something like that i mean i absolutely believe in the legalization of it too just for to provide more safety but also just like you know i don't i i I don't like how the the criminalization of it, first of all, hits women's pockets. Yes. <laughs> right? Um, is almost like it the like the the legal ramifications are so much more skewed towards like the person that is in like is performing providing yeah, yeah. The performing the sex work versus the person who is receiving it. Like mm-hmm. 
I don't like any of that. And I just I just think that like, yo, that's her body, his body, their body. Like, all right, let them do what the fuck they want with it. Like, yeah, I I don't think that any government agencies who come in and be like, you can only do this because I say it. And yeah. I, f- I feel like anybody who's, like, claiming to be feminist and, like, doesn't agree with us is, like, missed the mark entirely, you know? Yeah. Like, their body, their choice. <laughs> like Exactly. Um, and I do want sex work to be safer. Like, so things like this are less likely to happen. And so mm-hmm. that people like this crazy, di- not, sorry, I shouldn't even say crazy because I don't mean crazy because i don't mean crazy he's not crazy like this like man full of hatred and white supremacy did not think that these people might be an easier target because of the Mm. assumption either because of the actuality or because of the assumptions that people would make right because i mean there's a reason why he didn't go to a different part of atlanta where asian people were congregating too yeah and i yeah, I get really – I was reading, like, a Trevor Noah quote already, um, and what bugged me about it was, like, he completely left out the intersections that these women lived at, right? Like, potential, like, sex work, all, but also, like, women. It's all about, like, this is, like, stop Asian hate, stop Asian hate. Can we be more specific? Because Asian women died. Mm. You know? And it, it's mm-hmm. it's not – it's not just like this is Asian hate right here, this particular instance. Like, this is an intersection where two marginalized identities met and someone capitalized on it. It's this guy's not just a fucking racist, he's also misogynist. Yes. You know, like it's both. Yes. And we need to talk about how it's both. Yeah. Because the men that died. Or the man that died was not Asian. Like, we need to talk about how it's both. Right. I feel like, so, I mean, obviously the reason why these massage parlors offer those, you know, things is because there is demand. Mm -hmm. And where is that coming from? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, um, there's so much in the media that i that i feel like really makes it so like the sexualization of asian women is much different than like maybe the sexualization of other like groups of people Mm -hmm. um sorry mom but i want to kind of talk about porn right now (laughs) (laughs) apologies my mom does listen to this podcast but like you know we're sorry but we have to but we're going to talk about porn, right? So, obviously, um, as both an aficionado and as someone <laughs> <laughs> who really hates the porn industry, I I have, like, thoughts about it, right? Because, like, you know, yeah. you know when Pornhub does the thing where they tell you, like, what's the most searched term in, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, the most searched term. Mm-hmm. They, like, release a report every year in, like, different areas. They of do. Porn. Oh yeah. my god. Right? Like Pornhub is definitely collecting data on y'all if you think it's not. It is. And I love I love these reports because it it's just so interesting seeing like the kind of porn people watch where mm-hmm. and like why. So like mm-hmm. um 
in the U.S., the most like popular term to look up for uh for like porn is either lesbian or ebony or like black or the ever present like you know together <laughs> together <laughs> together like so that is absolutely a thing i'm very much aware of how the porn industry hypersexualizes like me <laughs> mm-hmm. but like there's just also I, one i don't think that's necessarily global but also i you can't ha- once you know once you realize that you're just like well what else are they doing and i'm sorry but like the things that porno does to Asian women, I'm like, poo, poo. Like, I'm upset about what's happening to me, but like, I would be furious if I was an Asian woman, right? I would be furious <laughs> if I was an Asian woman. Um, because what the fuck's that? Yeah, we are stereotyped into, you know, being a very submissive uh, woman. We are also exotic. Why exotic? I don't know. But, you know, like terms like dragon ladies and things like that. Yeah. And and creepy shit. Like, you know, the schoolgirl outfit is in lots of things, but it seems to come up a lot, a lot, a lot in Asian porn. Yes. And there's like, I mean, okay. There's not, like, a section of porno websites for, like, black cartoons, but there's a shit ton of hentai. I'm just like, oh. oh. I mean, anime, period, is very... Yeah. Listen, Maybe I... that's that should be, like, a whole another episode, but... We can you talk... Know, anime, we can... it... We can talk about anime all the days long. I run our school's anime club and I'm constantly pushing these kids because I'm like, listen, we're we going to watch this anime. We're going to get down with it. But you need to actually crit- critically assess what the fuck we're watching. <laughs> right? Because why yeah. does that eight-year-old have boobs? Like, let's talk about yeah. what that means for Japanese society. Like, because <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Right? Like, why, why, why she got to have, like, curvy hips, like, not anybody that I've ever met. <laughs> like, like these are not even realistic standards for like black women, and I don't know how many Asian women that I've actually met that would fit this standard either. Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, with that, there's a lot going on. Like, maybe even like pedophilia. <laughs> you know, there's absolute pedophilia going on with that shit. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not sorry to say it, but I'm sorry to say that it's happening because, like, yeah. that's told because um, uh, Muhammad is gonna be so upset with me for not remembering this because he's talked to me about this so many times and used the correct terminology for it. But there's like, ah, oh, there's like actually a term for uh, like these people who are obsessed with like young anime characters. Like otaku? Maybe. How do you spell it? O T A K U. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we know. We yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was no, but for me, as someone who's like, like into anime, but like not really into anime, you know what I mean? Like I, I, you know, I watched all of Naruto and things like that and you know currently up to date on attack on titan but i wouldn't say like 
I watch anime any more than I would say I watch any other type of cartoon, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I just really like animation, period. So mm-hmm. I I didn't realize that there were like literal people who were like, yeah, that's my wife. I'm like, bitch, that person is eight. Can can we pause? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sakura is like maybe 11 at this time. And what you're talking about, this scene that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. What we saying? And then there are some people who like actually marry these cartoon characters or I, whatever. Yeah. But like if a, if a, if a group of women are constantly compared to literal drawings, how the, yep. you know, like you, listen like that's it's so unrealistic it hurts you know like it it, because like there's that's never gonna happen no woman is actually going to attain the the like fictitious like okay being drawn probably by a dude and written by a dude like this perfect like child because you know we're still talking about kids here (laughs) 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 um you know, like that's that's super unrealistic and just so stupid and so gross and so reflective of trash men. Um, and you know, I that contributes to it. The porn industry contributes to it. Fucking incels contribute to it because they've all decided that they want Asian women because they think that you guys are so submissive. So like, you guys are mm-hmm. their perfect partners. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and i find that especially with white men yes that's what i mean sorry when i said incel i just assumed that we were talking about white men (laughs) i mean yes um but just to make that clear (laughs) (laughs) sorry i i really just assumed that was a given um (laughs) i'm sure that there are incels of other races don't get me wrong but I immediately uh, attribute it with, like, a dude in his grandma's basement. Mm. Mm. You know, and these dudes look different to me. Some some are radicalized and building bombs. Others are doing shit, but, like, talking shit on the internet and everything in between. Mm. But I do imagine a basement dweller. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, this guy, the killer, definitely was an incel because of his religion, um, who that was against uh sex before marriage. So he had to remain celibate. Had to, huh? <laughs> That's <laughs> according to the article that I read. What was he? I I, I don't know. Listen, I don't, like I said, I don't really want to go into him, but like, I'm just curious as to to what religion says you must be celibate and then go out and kill six Asian women. I don't know about that one. <laughs> or like, if you're celibate, your reward is you get to murder women. Like, mm, yeah, no. mm, okay. I mean, he was just having a bad day, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but on my bad days, you know, sometimes I like to cuddle up with a book. Maybe I'll watch some Netflix, call a friend. I don't go murder people, though. You know, 
Like I, I, my, I genuinely try not to murder people at the end of my days, but that's just me and all the other non-white male people in America. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I read somewhere that there, there had to be like a process of like dehumanization with these white men because if you're if you're human how can you just go out and kill somebody now, on a bad day now pack are you trying to allude to the fact that you don't think that white people are human oh <laughs> 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 like I, I just want to make sure I'm clear about where you're coming from with this. I I, I don't know where I'm going with that, actually. <laughs> yeah, because, like, that sounds about white, and I don't think that that... I guess it really just depends on what your def- definition of human is, right? Like, I don't think that that's humane, but I feel like that, like, we just know too many humans like that. Mm, that is true. Um, it's not done with any sense of humanity, but unfortunately, he one of us. He's not one of us, us, but you know what I'm saying. He belongs yeah. to the same species as us, maybe. Um, <laughs> no, I'm totally kidding, guys. Yeah. I'm totally kidding. Yeah. White people are our species. Um, <laughs> and I only say that so that we can all be like, what's wrong with them then? <laughs> like, what's wrong it, with them? it would make it easier, but... No. It would make it easier to divorce them from ourselves, but that's not how reality is. And so I, yeah. I'm just like, what's wrong with them get your people guys like if you're white and listening to this go get your people like right now go check on go check on three or four of them that you're like "Mm, i don't know about johnny like go check on johnny right now (laughs) see what he's doing (laughs) go see what he's doing because yeah like and you you mentioned that he said uh something like oh how many years am I going to be in jail for or something like that? No. Okay. So it's even worse. <laughs> um, so he, he gets, you know, he gets arrested, gets like the, the red carpet treatment by cops that we're used to seeing at this point for mass murderers. <laughs> um, and sometime during this red treatment or red carpet treatment that he's getting, um, he, is, he, asked, he asked the cops, he's like, do you think I'm going to be, like i'm gonna be away for life like you think i you think i'll get live or how long do you what hold on let me be accurate because it's it was it floored me when i saw it um because i was like are you shitting me (laughs) like are you shitting me you really truly think that you can go out here and murder eight people and you go be just fine that nothing bad was going to happen to you, that at some point you were still going to... Okay, yes, he says he asked he asked the cops if he was going to go to jail for the rest of his life. As if there were... I'm like, so part, some part of you, the white part of you thinks that you can get away with this. Like, mm-hmm. like that tells you all you need to know about whether shit... You didn't need to know. It was a hate crime. But if you were still on the fence because you're fucking racist, like, that lets you know exactly what kind of crime this was. Because, like, 
he really thought he was i wish y'all could see my face right now but like he really thought he was going to walk free one day after murdering eight people i mean maybe he might because we live in america but he he really thinks like that's not an outside chance that that's a real possibility enough to ask the police officers and he's asking the cops not his lawyer because he's are are they just buddy buddy? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know they're buddy buddy, but like you know what I'm saying? Like, people be people be telling on themselves all the time. Yeah, seriously. Like, mm-mm. all the time. The cops just told on themselves by letting this get reported on that you guys were having that chummy chummy relationship with him, and who knows when this question was asked after interrogation later mm-hmm. just while he's walking to the thingy <laughs> like all he's being escorted to another cell like who knows when this conversation did happen but i'm just mm. like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah i think georgia police department they said that he was like it's not a hate crime and he was you know a guy with sex addiction and like he was just having a bad day but think about okay so think about what they are doing by saying that he has a sex addiction besides the obvious absolving him of of his role in this and his guilt right um you know and just like wanting to coddle the white boy but by saying that he has a sex addiction they immediately paint in everybody's head the idea that this is sex work that these women were sex workers because if he has yeah. a sex addiction why the fuck was he there if he was not there yeah. to fulfill that sex? and how does a celibate man have a sex addiction make it make sense <laughs> like make that make sense how 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 is it hmm. okay but anyway <laughs> i don't even mean to say but anyway because that's a big point but because like what the fuck how you- yeah I just get so upset how, like, they just can literally lie to us all the time and, like, put out such conflicting stories and it, and we just have to be, and we just have to be like, yeah, cool. Like, that's, that, we got the whole truth there. (laughs) Like, it, it blows my fucking mind. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Um. I really just I I get it, but I don't get it. You know, I'm just like yeah. I understand that this is how white supremacy works, but I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> like I'm like, how does this keep working? How do, yeah. like I, I don't, is is it working, or are people just deciding to just like, well, we want it to work, so we're gonna pretend like that worked, and you know that's what's happening because I'm like. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, when I first heard about this news, I was like, what? But I was also not really surprised because I feel like this was going on until it's just like, you know. No, this, I mean, this was coming. Asian hate was all, always there. Yeah. People, yeah, Asian people were like, oh, no, it doesn't exist. Or like they experienced like small racism and they're like, oh, it's just that guy. Yeah, no, I I don't mean even as big as, like, it was coming, like, as in it was, like, coming for years. I mean, like, since the pandemic hit, like, this was, like, (laughs) if the pandemic wasn't the pandemic, right? 
And like it didn't require people to social distance in the way that it has. Like this would have happened even sooner is kind of what I mean. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. like the with the rise of Asian hate and the amount of like people who were trying it on like small scales, it was just a matter of time before a mass white shooter was like, I'm gonna do it. Because yeah. that's how it works in this country, right? Yeah. Um, so I, it's rough because it's like I want this to be the one where everybody's like, all right, we're going to pass reasonable gun laws. We are going to make sure that like hate crime bills are on record federally and that it it means and that, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, Biden is asking for it, but like Biden also put out that ridiculously stupid thing. Like, I don't know what it is. Da, 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 da. Like, <sighs> mm, I'm sorry. By the way, like I feel like now y'all know what I sound like when I'm making fun of white people when I when I'm imitating because <laughs> I've done it a bunch. <laughs> ay, ay, Like when I'm really trying to uh yeah, sorry, but it's a thing. But I just I he he's so how am I disappointed by like a fucking rapist? I don't know, but like <laughs> I'm disappointed by this rapist. You know, like even more disappointed yeah. than I was before. Yeah. Madam Vice President. Where you at? Please. Yeah, where you at? Yeah. Help us out. Yeah. I have my qualms about her as well at times. But yeah. like, here's a time to put your money where your mouth is, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Please check with him before he says anything. If anything, though, um, Donald Trump's presidency has taught me that the vice president doesn't have as much power as I thought. Because you know Mike Pence wanted to be like, shut the fuck up! Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like, true. Like, numerous times, you know Mike Pence was just like, man, all, yeah. I, all I wanted to do was get in here and ruin some queer lives. And I gotta deal with this shit? Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, man. I was just here... To fuck up the gays. And like, like now I gotta deal with this shit. <laughs> it's so hard being evil. <laughs> God. I fucking hate Mike Pence. <laughs> Sorry. Anytime I get a chance to take a dig at Mike Pence, I will. <laughs> like anytime. As as a former resident of his state. Uh mm-hmm. I will absolutely take that dig at any given time, any moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to the scheduled events of white supremacy. <sighs> what role do you think the model minority myth has had in the actual event in like the me and the media's cover of it coverage of it, sorry. Well, I've been trying not to really um, read articles or anything like that. And I've been staying away because I feel like I already know what they're going to say and I won't like it. Um, So I'm not sure what's going on out there. (laughs) But uh, the fact that Asian people actually... I'm pretty sure that a lot of them like the idea of being called a model minority because we want to be modeled at anything. So 
Sorry, can we? And I, I, I jumped the gun here. What is the model minority myth? So we are the the minority that excels at everything. You know, we're good at math. We are. We don't say shit, and we just listen to whatever they bark at us because we want to be a model citizen so that we can fit in. Uh, and I think we have. We haven't been saying anything, although we have been going through a lot of stuff. Um, but I think also buying into that idea is toxic as well because it just incites more racism within our culture as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what a lot of Asians don't realize um about the model minority myth that I, I've always found really sad when I've like seen Asian people give into it is that it's like really harmful. Like like um trying to be perfect is really not good for you as a person, right? Like it's actually like something that's very toxic and causes a lot of mental health anguish. Um, mm-hmm. To try to constantly strive for perfection. Like, as a former type A, like, yeah, right? Like, I was probably my most, like, mentally unstable when I was constantly trying to be, like, the best at every single thing I ever tried. Um, yeah. And then to do that as a community is, like, yeah, like, you're going to be anxious. You're going to be um out of sorts um it's not going to be a good look right it, you know and it directly like some of the, some asian countries have like some of the highest suicide rates in the entire world yep um and that to me is a direct like yeah you know there you might not be a minority in that country but like you're still being influenced by the west and that need to be perfect to in order to compete with the white man because white supremacy mm-hmm. is global um mm-hmm. and so it's like like it's not a good look it does not actually it, it it's such it's so detrimental mentally that i'm just like please don't do that like you you don't like you think you're doing great and you're doing good for you but like really you're just like setting you in like your your children up for like failure because like no one is perfect and no one should ever try to be yeah yeah and, um, I definitely, yeah, agree with the anxiousness. Um, I mean, I can't speak for other Asians, but Koreans definitely feel like that. Like, they want to be perfect. And, I mean, we don't have a long history as Chinese people in America. So I feel like we've made our goal to kind of fit in. Mm-hmm. And then... What do you see in the media? We see that white people are at the top. So we try to be more like them without thinking about what's actually happening in America. Yeah. I, oh man, I was thinking whenever I 100% agree with that, um, I got kind of lost in my head for a second because whenever I think about the model minority myth, I think about, you know, so. I'm sure that you guys might have picked this up if you've listened to a lot of the episodes of the podcast that I'm a true crime, like, aficionado too. Like, I just, like, I love true crime. And so one of the one of the stories um, that I think of whenever I think about the model minority myth is this girl named Jennifer Pan, 
maybe pawn i don't know if i'm pronouncing this correctly um but she is like a canadian woman um she's like actually kind of close to your age at this point she's like 34 um but so she had like the tiger parents and i say this and that's in like air quotes um and she basically they put a lot of pressure on her to like go into med school to like get perfect grades da 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 um and she had uh, had like fallen out of like that kind of realm she wasn't really going to school i think she might have even have flunked out at the at this point mm-hmm. um and she i think she was involved with like a drug dealer if i'm not mistaken or something like that but i mm. could be confusing like true crime stories um but like what ended up happening is she fucking snapped and she killed her mother she did like a she tried to do a murder for hire plot and it ended uh-huh. up for with both of her parents but only her mom ended up dying and like she is one of the one of the biggest like criminals that is known in Canada because like it's so rare for matricide to be a thing there um mm. you know like it's so rare for someone to kill their own mother uh and like I always think about like yo if the model minority myth didn't exist if that pressure wasn't put on her and she could have just been whatever the fuck she wanted like would this have gone differently and absolutely don't kill your parents that's your fucking fault but like <laughs> Like, you know, like, don't kill your parents, but, like, yeah. especially if you're in college, which is when this happened, it's like, no, you're old enough to make your own decisions, and they include not killing your parents. Um, But, like, I was like, that amount of pressure, like, she freaking stabbed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm like, that's, like, the worst example I can probably think of, but I'm still yeah. just, every time I think of it, I'm like, this is what could happen. Like, not actually, this is what's going to happen to people, but, like, this happened. Mm-hmm. it's not good no and so i mean like asian countries all really i mean i can't speak for all asian countries i guess at least east asian countries they really focus on education um and there's huge pressure on the kids to succeed and korea as you guys know well if you're korean you definitely know that korea has the highest suicide rate among teens because of this reason um they just spend all their lives studying for this one exam they have one chance and if they fail you know and it's it's it is a lot of pressure and i'm so glad for my parents um that they took us here and we're living a little better life somewhat i guess Mm -hmm. but in that aspect i'm so glad that i avoided the whole you know studying for that one national state exam whatever because i can't even fathom the pressure that they're going through yeah I so yeah bringing that to america it doesn't and then you're just in my like asian communities growing up like it doesn't get any better no and it like it it like i think also you know it can't be understated that the model minority myth was like doled out to create strife between minorities right so like like you know 
don't be a snitch bitch like you know like don't be don't be trying to get cuddle up close to the oppressor because you think it'll make you white like white adjacency and it does not equal whiteness and like i'll say that again for anyone who needs to hear it but like being close to white people does not make you white right no. like having a white partner um working at uh like a job where you're like the only minority or like any of the other billion ways in which people like try to get closer to whiteness does not make you white right you could have all the education in the world all the white education in the world too and you're still gonna be not white Mm -hmm. and not only is that okay you're welcome that's amazing good for you (laughs) celebrate it (laughs) like like, that's awesome good for you like you get to you get to be yourself like you should not be ashamed or upset like you know like I, I just you know I just really believe that the like buying into the model minority myth is like coming from a place of deep insecurity and I just like yes I'm like I, I need you guys to like have more confidence in yourselves because Asian people are great and like you know exactly as you are and man, you know we can't because Asians hate complimenting each other yeah I know. especially their own kids yeah like I, I was actually talking to my friend about this recently. Like, I I know this because of all the, like, privilege walk things and social justice things that I've done in the past, just how privileged I am to have my parents. But, like, one of the, one of the biggest things that, like, always – okay, so whenever I do – I think I've done, like, privilege walks, like, four or five times just because, you know, the DOE loves that shit. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> mean of me but anyway um what always like sticks out to me and the reason why I'm usually above like other people like in a privileged walk you take like a step forward for things that you know are privileged and a step back and you all start at the same place and then at the end you're supposed to like look around and see like where you are in relation to people like going into this like the first couple of times I was like all right I'm gonna be way up in the back as a black lesbian over here like okay like I got lots of things working against me um but I usually end up far better than I think I am because of like things that my parents did do for me right and one that's always stuck with me is like the one where you take a step forward where it says like your parents told you you could be anything that you wanted to be your parents complimented you right um you felt supported by your parents and that is something that I've never questioned right um because I'm like duh that's happening with everybody but it's not no you know like it's not and it's always made me very thankful for my parents mm. and my culture because like that is normalized like loving on your kids is very normalized in my culture right i mean parents do love you but then asian parents definitely don't say it out loud mm. and of course i'm i guess i'm playing to the stereotype but for my personal experience, my parents especially too. I mean, they hug me, you know, they kiss me, but like verbal confirmation, affirmation, um, I like rarely heard. 
Yeah. And I feel like my parents do physical stuff uh, often. Um, but like, very, like, you know, every conversation I end with my parents, I say, I love you. No, that was never said in our, yeah. our household. <laughs> and I think that I'm not, I mean, my parents are very, I don't know if every black family does that. I just don't mind do. Um, because, you know, they're very particular like that. Um, but I'm like, those type of things, you know, can I say it? Is it mean? It's mean. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, like, one should not aspire to have a white family. You know, like, not aspire to have a white family, but to be like white families. Like, what, 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 like, jokes do we make about that shit? Oh, going to be an argument at Thanksgiving. Da, 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 da. <laughs> like, like their families like we make jokes about their families in ways that are like rooted sometimes in truth right like mm -hmm. so i don't think the you know like when you're thinking it's, it's so mean because i don't want to talk about anybody's family like that because you know families are families but like yeah. we do have stereotypes about like the things that go wrong in their families just like they have stereotypes about the things that go wrong in ours and the way that we stereotype what goes wrong in their families like i wouldn't want that yeah so i don't understand why like certain asian families have like almost tried to em emulate that because when i think of a, like a lack of emotion i actually didn't associate it with your your culture i associated it with whiteness you know, like the kids that feel like their parents don't love them, the kids, you know, and then end up the narrative that we've been told by the media so many times is that these mass shooters come from like not loving homes and, you know, like their families didn't support them the way they should have been and they weren't there for them and yada, yada, yada. Like that's the narrative I've been fed about, you know, why they're like right, that. Right, right. And it's like, you don't want to, if you, you know, if you're going to try to emulate anything about whiteness, it should not be that. Like, I'm like, you know, like, you shouldn't co-opt any of it because they got some work to do, but, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not lack of emotion. I would call it lack of, like, verbal communication. That's what they be complaining about before they shoot shit up, though. Like, uh, that's true. <laughs> like, my parents never told me they love me. That kind of shit. The fact that they use that as an excuse, I can't, I can't even. Listen, I wish you could see my face right now because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that, you know. I don't know why they need. I don't even know why they come up with any of the excuses they come up with. Yeah, that's true. You like, I'm sure I like all of our listeners. When we first saw the sex addiction thing, was I was like floored. I was like, are we? For real? For real? I'm not even sure if I believe that's a thing. Like, I, I was like, what's the DSM saying on that right now? Because is it a thing? I was like, I, I was like, I kind of forget where we landed on that. Is that real or not? <laughs> like, where did that, where did, where did the experts land? Is that a thing? I'm not, wait, wait, really? Mm-mm. I was like, of all the things, 
You know, it's kind of like that classic, like, admit to a little wrongdoing to obscure the bigger one. Like, yeah, I was there for sex workers, but, you know, I'm not liable for murder. Oh, God. He's a, he's a wackadoodle. Like, not like, you know, I'm just like, really? Yeah. Because, like... His lawyer didn't say, like, nah, bro. We're not going to say that. <laughs> they thought it would fly. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what amazes me about whiteness. I'm just like, so it doesn't even have to be, like, plausible, right? Mm-hmm. Do you just think that the color of your skin is just going to let it fly? It literally does not have to be plausible. <laughs> like, imagine, imagine going through your life and not having to, like, come up with plausible explanations for things. <laughs> like, it makes me feel bad that I always ride the kids about, like, no, your explanation for that, your analysis for that was trash. Because if they were white, it would work. Hmm. You know, I'm like, I'm like that. You need that doesn't connect, but like, I'm clearly holding these brown kids in New York City to a higher standard than white people are holding themselves when they murder people. Because I'm like, <laughs> really, bro, you're kidding, right? I just had a bad day. Needed to drive it off and murder eight people. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I'm I'm mad that it like. This whole time, though, I'm I'm gonna just say this. I think I said this before. Um, I don't know what the media's obsession and fixation is on black people, but we had nothing to do with this. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like, not a single thing. <laughs> like I was like. I kept waiting based on the headlines, right, that I was seeing pop up everywhere. I kept waiting to think that, like, I mean, it was Atlanta. Maybe there was a black person involved, right? I was like, maybe a black person got shot, and that's why they're talking about us. Maybe, you know, like, black people and Asian people died. Like, I was like, maybe it was a black-owned parlor. I kept, was it a black part of town? I was like, what do, huh? (laughs) So we literally had nothing whatsoever to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yet there's like we're immediately think piece after think piece about what we should do. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> and some of them, like I feel like the most egregious one actually was written by another black woman. And I, you know, sis, let's, sis, let's have a word, like you know off podcast but sis let's have a word because mm. yeah. um, I don't think I've ever read a more patronizing article uh, before mm. and I was just I like am. again white adjacency does not make you white sometimes mm. I need to say it to my own as well because white adjacency does not make you white Stacey Dash Hey. You know she's been. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna side topic. Off off podcast. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Focus. <laughs> Focus. Ah. <laughs> uh. Um. But yeah, like it's. 
I don't understand why we're being brought up. I don't understand why people are asking us what we're going to do about it. Um, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> you know what we're going to do about it? The same shit that we've always been doing about it. And we're going to fight for racial justice for y'all. Because, like, that's that's how it rolls. But, um, you know. You know, I, I this makes me think of, I was actually talking to someone. Because, like, my mom used to tell, like, all of us that we had problems with authority like at different points in our lives she's just been like god dang you just have a problem with authority um and i do i do i do i do i do um because like you know the white man tells me to do things i don't want to do all the time so like i realized it really went down to that and even as a young child i realized that i was like not playing by my rules or rules that were fair but Mm. but it also kind of pops up sometimes when like other communities ask things for black people that I'm like, ooh, mm, I, yes, mm. but like, mm. <laughs> you know, like, like we will be there, but mm. <laughs> like, yeah, like, mm. yeah, it, it is like just another. Some people just like telling us what to do. That I, I do fundamentally. I feel like have some like things I need to work out as a black person because I don't like people telling black people what to do and not because like i think that no one should tell us jack shit but just because people have telling been telling us what to do for far too long mm-hmm. um you know uh that i just like really ugh. but like i i think what's been made clear by all of the things that have been said about what we need to do is that like people expect and maybe need us to show up in this moment um and you know not to quote spider-man like i do all the time but with great (laughs) with great power comes great responsibility and i'm happy to show up for asian lives today tomorrow yesterday last week and forever um because fuck this shit like y'all don't deserve it yeah But also to Asian people, we can't ask for black people's help in this because they, you guys are not part of it. Literally not involved at all. But not at all. But like, you know what? Like, tag me in, coach, I guess. Like, let's go take down white supremacy together. Are y'all finally ready to join the team? <laughs> now that we're ready. Like, are you finally ready to commit yourself to anti-racist work so this shit doesn't happen as frequently as it could? You know, I'm not saying we're going to eradicate it tomorrow, but, like, let's go. I'm ready. We've been waiting for you. If you've already, aye, aye, aye. If you've already been here, welcome your comrades. Let's go. <laughs> 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 like radicalize some other motherfuckers and let's go like like i'm i think that like moments like this do radicalize people and they're just like never again so like if you're now part of the never again movement fuck yeah let's go because like Mm. you know we all need all the help we can get to stop white supremacy so let's go yeah yeah but being a pessimistic self i I don't know. Man, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You always say this, and I'm going to tell you something very black. My people have survived so 
fucking much, dude. That like, is true. So is fucking true. much. And we're like yeah. some of the most beautiful people in the entire world. There's no way that I can be black and a pessimist because like, look at God. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously, because like, it's just like amazing. Like, my people have been enslaved. My people have been in chains. My people have been taken, stolen from our land, put in fucking ships like sardines. We've survived Jim Crow. We've survived Donald Trump. We've survived every other U.S. In president in between that shit. Like, mm-hmm. if we can do that, we can get rid of white supremacy. No, I know you guys can, but are Asians going to join is my question still. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> The ones who are joining us now and who will join us in the near future, cool, cool, cool. But when we do er eventually eradicate this shit, I feel like those people who follow the model minority myth will just switch alliances. (laughs) (laughs) Because clearly y'all some fucking followers. And so when it it becomes like more politically fucked up to be anti-black and a white supremacist, y'all just gonna jump ship. And it's okay. I'm gonna still say hi to y'all when you get here. (laughs) That's all right. All right, yeah, I buy into that. <laughs> it's all right, but you know, there are some people, some Asian people who are day ones, right? And they're still gonna be—they've been fighting with black people for forever, right? And there are people who have been radicalized in the last like two to three years, and it's like, I—I I could be upset that it took you so long, or I could be like, let's get to work. So like, let's mm. get to work, um, because you know what? What am I gonna say? Like I. I I feel like if I am forced to accept white people into my movement for like ending white supremacy, the least I can do is show some POC some grace when they finally get here. Mm. Not before. <laughs> before I'm gonna drag you, but when you do finally come around <laughs> when you do finally come around, I can show you y'all, y'all some grace because like Yo, if I'm, you know, like it's the least I can mm-hmm. do. That's a solid. That's the type of solidarity I can throw down. That that and only. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, you've been a, you've been like working on this for like years. You're, you know. Yeah, but if I haven't met you, you know, I will still just be in the dark. Yeah, I mean, y'all all need a black friend, but like, don't expect one. But. You- <laughs> everyone should have one don't go around saying hey i need a black friend no you get hurt (laughs) (laughs) like don't do that but like you know i feel like i've also learned things about myself through being your friend and exploring your culture with you too and i don't feel like i've it's been one-sided in the slightest um you know like there are definitely things that like you know, I might have like radicalized you to racial things, but I feel as though there are things that you have a better grasp on than I do, like straight women problems, you know? Like, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean that in like, I feel like you do have like, you know, you you divert more energy to feminist ideas than I do sometimes because I'm like, that's some white woman shit. And then you're like, no, <laughs> us too. <laughs> Like us too. Like, let's talk about that. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I think that 
actually kind of wraps up our episode. Um, yes, I do. I do think it is. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to us kind of like off spitball. Like I, I feel like Pax, didn't you just say you're not going to rec- edit this one very much? So mm, yeah. So this one is pretty much off the cuff, which is, you know, us most of the time. But, you know, <laughs> she does take out things that I say take out. Cause... <laughs> so we have enjoyed you listening to us in our unedited format. Have you enjoyed it? Let let us know. Um, send us a comment, an email, uh, send us a DM if you would be interested in more uh, unedited versions we're thinking about you know releasing some episodes maybe on patreon where we are just kind of off the cuff and we wanted to know if our listeners would be interested in things like that more current event episodes like this one hmm. yeah yes so definitely follow us on instagram twitter facebook at underscore soul and soul that is underscore s-o-u-l-a-n-d-s-e-o-u-l and also subscribe to us on any of your favorite podcast apps bye-bye